Hello and welcome back to the Water Trio podcast. It's Alicia Youssef and I'm here with the lovely Cassandra and Kelly to bring you all the juice of the week starting the 10th of June. It's quite a busy week in the sky, so who wants to kick off first? What are we going to be talking about this week? Uh, I think it's me, actually. Actually, Lise, you might be leading the, the charge this week with your yeah. aspect at the start of the week. I'm the one bringing the good news. What kind yes. of good news? Yes, yes, I'm the one looking at the juicy sun Jupiter. So this is on the 11th of June here in Australia. Where is it over there? Monday the 10th in Canada okay. and the States on opposite Jupiter. So, yeah, we're, we're kicking off the week with a spotlight on Jupiter in Sagittarius and really having a look at – what things have been in the pipeline with Jupiter? Like I love the sun and Jupiter together. It's like the two kings meeting in the sky. Um, it's an opposition, so they might be trying to find joint projects together that are a bit tricky. You know, we've got the sun in Gemini um, who's focusing on all the small bits or the small details. Um, you know, he's kind of trying to gather all the information and understand it, but then he can pass it on to Jupiter who can disseminate things and draw it towards the bigger picture. There is just, yeah, I think it's a, it's a really light point in the month, a bright point in the month, and it offers us a chance to explore more this whole ongoing Jupiter and Sagittarius picture that's been going on for the whole year, you know, since early, since late last year. So it's a time to really have a look at those projects, see where you're at. It's the midpoint really, um, what is possible with all of this and and how can you actually put more energy, more focus, more light into those expansive winging it ideals that you may have been working on. Um, but yeah, with all the kind of Mars in camp and Mars in cancer, it just feels like a bit of relief in all of that. What about you gals? You got any thoughts about this? Cass? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the sun and Jupiter, I, this definitely feels to me there's a, a stepping out or a stepping forward uh, feel with this. Um, we've got the sun and Gemini, Ju uh, Jupiter and Sag, both Yang positions, both Yang planets. So, you know, we've got, you know, tender Mars and Cancer <laughs> getting a little bit beaten up this week. And so this is, you know, as you said, Lisa, like that ray of light or ray of sunshine and uh, the sun and Jupiter, you know, it's a bit of a stepping out, being seen or sh a display of confidence or support to that you receive or that you get um, from somebody else as well, you know, with Jupiter in the mix there. So, um, yeah, it's a beautiful way to start the week. Uh, it's opposition. I don't th necessarily think that that is um, a tricky or negative thing in any way. Um, it might be just a little bit trying to find that balance between fact, opinion. Um, but again, it's about stepping out, stepping forward. There's lightness here. There is um, a sense of optimism or exuberance. Um, the tendency perhaps to overdo it as well is, is possible there as well. What are your thoughts, Kel? Yeah, I think the overdoing it is something that I've really got my eye on here. There is 
They're definitely both positive planets, the sun and Jupiter together, but the idea of them pulling or being at, you know, opposite ends of something does feel a little bit like being pulled in different directions at the same time. So there's Mm. sort of a stretched thin, I think there's a potential to be a little bit overwhelmed because maybe you've bitten off more than you can actually chew or, you know, that other lovely saying, your eyes are bigger than your tummy, which is a problem that I have all the time, both at the food table and also in life in general, where I just get so excited. So Jupiter, I'm like, yes, yes, yes. And then my husband's often like, how are you actually going to do all that? And I'm like, I'm not sure, but I'm up for the challenge. And I think that's what this week sort of starts off feeling like is maybe a little bit of an excess of that self-confidence or self-belief. You know, they say in business, you should always under-promise and over-deliver. But I think aspects like this Sun-Jupiter one can have a tendency to over-promise and under-deliver. So it's a little bit of like, try, I mean, you're going to feel so excited. You're going to have maybe some great offers or you're going to have two wonderful things happening that you said yes to. And then you realize they're on at exactly the same time. And so it's that idea of maybe having to make some choices or, you know, having a lot of balls in the air all at once. 100%. Yeah. And we're all dressed for the Jupiter occasion this week. We are. So we've all got our kind of light colors. Lives. Yes, which exactly. Which is lovely. So. Um, yeah. so a ra- we don't actually plan our wardrobe <laughs> for these episodes. <laughs> no, we just kind of show up. We wig it. Um, yeah, so and definitely once- that overstretching, overdoing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And one Jupiter thing I forgot to mention as well was that because next week, you know, basically Jupiter and Neptune are coming up to square. That will perfect next week. But the sun is highlighting this energy already this week because it's the day Mm. before the sun squares Neptune and then it's going to square Jupiter and it's almost like it's acting as a bridge between the two, which really hazes the boundaries on all of this, you know, that overdoing it that you're talking about, Kelly. It's like you really can't see the end point. So it's like I can do all the things. I absolutely can. Um, And these are my big visions and the big dreams I'm going to have and I'm going to pour all my energy into that and then it'll be like bang okay, I've got no energy life. Like that balloon that kind of, you know, when you blow a balloon up and then you let it go, my kids love doing that. That's their favorite thing to just watch it like fly around the room. And it feels like that's the potential with this. It's it's like it can get just totally dispersed with that sun in Gemini energy too. So yeah, I kind of feel that, you know, Neptune in the mix there can really just haze the boundaries on all of this and and make us go beyond uh, without having an anchor. For sure. Yeah, it definitely doesn't have that grounded feeling, does it? No, not at all. No. Cool. So, yeah, that that's uh, a good start to the week. Did, was there anything else we should explore there? I can't remember if we all chatted about it. I feel like we did. There's just yeah, so much, did. you know, like yeah. it's Jupiter in Sag, you know. <laughs> yeah. And the sun yeah. come, you know, this is something that only happens once a year too. So mm. it is a bit of a mark your diary kind of day. Um, and I think sometimes too there is an invitation to say yes to something. So, and it's actually my yes month too. So <laughs> June is my yes month. Um, so, um you know, we might be sort of doing the sun and Gemini thing, thinking about it or trying to analyze or get more information. It's a little bit of a, a wing in it, throw caution to the wind, say yes, work out details later, which is kind of the way that, you know, both Kelly and I operate most of the time. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> 
pretty much hmm. for sure. There's a lot of excitement, a lot of confidence. And sometimes when Jupiter's really activated, there's a lot that you want to say yes to. Like there is that flood of great offers or opportunities. The trick I find with Jupiter is to think about not just what's a great opportunity, but to try and find that sweet spot between it's the right opportunity for you at the right time. Mm. You know, it's got to be that combination of just not, not just this is amazing. Is this the right time for you to do that thing? And sometimes that selectiveness can help um, manage that tendency to overwhelm or, or get spread really thin. Yeah, totally. Good point, Kel. And I find for me, you know, because I can say yes to things as well with the Aries rising, I find that I just don't have the energy left to actually do things properly. So I'd much rather do a few things really well than spread myself too thin over a whole heap of things. Yeah, it's keeping in mind the long game and the short game. Yeah. yeah. And I guess the key with the sun Jupiter at the start of this week, it's very much about juggling and trying to balance and, and maybe being spread a little more thin than usual. Um, you know, it's a big aspect, but it will just be a few days and then you'll get, you know, you'll get the balls back under control kind of thing. Oh yeah. Definitely with the next aspect. Yes. Well, I think it might be you Cass. Mars Saturn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, just it's my to, turn. Yeah. To well, shake I mean, things up a little bit. Just to, you know, add to the opposition flavor. So where we've got this, you know, overabundance of possibility, confidence, opportunity, now we've got to really make some sort of discerning choices towards the end of the week um, under the Mars-Saturn opposition. And when I think about Mars and Saturn working together like this, I get this sort of like, undertaking like taking this monumental undertaking and there's this big thing you know Saturn and Capricorn and what do I have to do in the minute or in the everyday that gets me there this the Mars piece and so I know I've said this on the show before you know it is the what you want now versus what you want most and that seesaw of uh, Cancer Capricorn is is going to highlight that. The opposition sort of highlights that. And also the opportunity to explore the options. Okay, so if I do this thing and it leads to that thing and or if I don't do this thing, what other thing could come up? And it's playing that strategic long game in the short-term game of Mars. Um, and so... And it's this oppositions, you have to give a little bit to get a little bit. And I often describe when I'm teaching about oppositions, it's like a seesaw when they're perfectly balanced. It sounds good in theory, but no one's going anywhere. So there is this sense of having to push and shove and push and shove until you feel that there is some level of balance there. So the Mars Saturn can also feel like, you know, one planet wants to go fast and the other planet wants to go slow and you might be chomping at the bit to go in one direction but, you know, the walls are kind of pushing back on you in in another way Um, or it might have to be, okay, you have to put that um, pedal to the metal and just grind through something, you know, maybe a little bit, you know, not so great in the short term Mars and Cancer but the long term Saturn and Capricorn is – you know, is the prize at the end. So having to just kind of, um, you know, grin and bear it, so to speak. What do your girls thought? What, what do you girls think? 
<laughs> well, I guess I think with Mars Saturn, um, it's a little bit like, you know, you're powering along and you slam into the brick wall or the boulder kind of thing. You know, Mars and Saturn do have a different pacing. They have different priorities. Um, Saturn is ultimately about trying to kind of do quality control on things that are going to last. And Mars can be a little bit slash and burn. And so there is a lot of tension I think in this aspect between do you get caught up in just doing immediate short-term things or are you trying to put energy into a longer-term project and finding yourself getting interrupted or even dealing with disruptions? Um, the other, the, the more, if you like, psychological take on Mars and Saturn, it's like where that desire to act meets fear or worry or concern about Will you be good enough? Will you be able to do it? Can you get it done? So I think that we'll perhaps be dealing with some of our own insecurities or fears or that inner voice of caution, if you like. It can be there to protect you, but it can also be there. Sometimes it keeps you small when really you should push forward. So it is going to be quite the internal tug of war, I think, and, and probably that idea in terms of what we're experiencing, meeting some resistance or hitting a bit of a blockage that may feel like it's going to be permanent, but is probably more temporary than you think, even though it is going to slow you down at the time. How do you think, see this one, Leish? Um, yeah, I like, I really agree what you've both, with what you've both been saying. I think as well that, you know, with Mars and Saturn together, it's almost like putting the traces on a runaway horse. It can really actually, when it's focused and put in one direction, really pull strongly as long as it's given the focus point where it needs to go. So there's a lot, you know, focus, strength, disciplined effort, those kind of words with this. I mean, you know, Mars is in Cancer. It's definitely not its happy place. And we were talking a lot, was it last week or the week before, about the focus on emotions here. So my feeling is that, you know, those emotions that may be buried underneath us or those things that we're holding back in ourselves or we're feeling a bit protective and defensive towards maybe linking into our fears, maybe linking into our worries. They may be the things that are holding us back. So it's almost like we need to keep opening up, keep putting that action into being compassionate with ourselves, um, looking at our emotions, processing our emotions, feeling our emotions. And when those are shed or cut or dried out, that is when we're able to really move forward into the long-term plan, see that big picture and, and move forward to it. I mean, you know, at the same time that Mars is with Saturn, it's also highlighting the North Node in Cancer. So I feel like there is the need to look at the future and see what we're filling up in our lives and, you know, do that in a very Cancerian way. So it is about the sensitivity, the intuition, the compassion and the care, those things that protect. Um, so definitely it adds even more to this need for the long term. Um, but yeah, I feel like some of the answers with this really do lie within, they lie in the feeling world and the intuitive world. So it's almost like it may, it's, it's like logic, um, versus intuition. And it's finding that balance between the two. Let's not throw the baby out with the bathwater, but actually find how we can get both working together, head, heart kind of stuff. So yeah, that's my thoughts on it. 
Cool. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a juicy sort of end to the work week. Do you have any Mm. beautiful analogies for this one, Cass? Mm, Me and my mama sat in. (laughs) I know. Um, mm, I think I'm bereft of insight on this one. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I think that I haven't said before. I mean, if it actually... Sorry, the picture I'm getting in my head, my daughter loves this, this, um, God, I can't speak, movie called Spirit, which is about a horse, a stallion that lives in the Cameroon. It's quite old, so any, and it's free, but then it keeps getting caught. It keeps getting, first it gets caught and tried to put in the army, and then it gets free, but a, a Native American Indian helps it escape, and then it gets caught and held with them. And it just wants to be free, it just wants to be out there. And at the end, it's kind of put into a train of horses that are trying to pull this steam train up a hill. And this is just that energy that I could feel like the strength of these horses working together are actually able to pull this really piece of heavy machinery up so that they can bridge these mountains, you know, get across and the the focus strength of this that allows for a long term, you know, later on it'll be a train that's able to go over the mountains. Um that's the picture I'm getting, if that helps with the analogy piece. Yeah, it's just this fear, the thing, you know, feel the fear and push forward anyway. Um, mm. Just kind of, you know, attack that thing that you're avoiding or, um, you know, overcome that challenge that might sort of feel like it's too much or too hard or, you know, a little bit fearful around it. And, you know, they say that courage is, feeling that fear and taking action anyway. Um, So, you know, Mars in Cancer could potentially be that like skippy in the headlights where you are like that stunned mullet that just it's too hard, I can't do it, I won't do it. Um, But, you know, Mars really likes what Saturn has to offer. So um, it's, you know, embracing your inner Saturn depending on your mood. Now, I often will just default sometimes to training and the gym and, you know, it's always sometimes the things that you least want to do, um, whether it's lift that heavy weight in the gym or go for a walk or finish that assignment, wherever your procrastination is, get it done and feel that that joy or that relief once once you've done it. And, um, you know, you never regret going for that walk and blowing off some steam or you never regret that gym session or you never regret finishing that assignment or finishing that thing because when it's done it's done just get that uh, satin and capricorn dark cloud over your head just mars on through it and get it get it done so Mm. yeah because there is a feeling of satisfaction at the end it's that satin you know you reap what you sow so if you put in the good effort and the hard yards now it's the potential that you can sow at the end of it's much greater for sure Yeah, I guess I'm seeing this one maybe a little differently, just in the sense that I totally get with Mars and Saturn when they work together, you get, you get that kind of sustained long-term effort. I guess my concern is this opposition with Mars and Saturn does feel a little bit like butting heads or different priorities, you know, pushing you, or if you like grinding Mm. you where it's like, So it does feel like it's going to be a couple of days where there is some angst or some difference of opinion that has to be navigated. 
Um, and to what you guys are saying, I think at the end of the day, you know, you've, you've got to go through it to kind of help solve it or get the strategy to go around it. But it does feel like it's going to be quite a lot of effort for what will at the time feel like quite a small reward, at least in the immediate um, kind of end of the week zone, if you like. Mm. Yeah. And it is leading into a full moon early in the next week as well. So there will be that kind of larger than life emotional energy coming up with this as well that's potential too. So I don't know. I just I feel like the emotions in this will really be the things that are it's it's like Mars in Cancer. It's steamy. Um because won't the moon be in Scorpio at the time this aspect occurs? Let me just have a look here. Yeah, it will be. Oh, dang. <laughs> Just to there make it go. even spicier. Just to make it a bit juicier, yeah. Yep. Mm. So that's go. probably the uh, the low point or the, the heavy point of the week at least. I, I feel like it's one of the heavier points of the year, to be honest, at least the month. For sure, yeah, definitely a very heavy point. Oh, so we're going to go up from there, I think. <laughs> well, I'm just trying to think because uh, I've done the uh, unthinkable and left my ephemeris in the kitchen. But <gasps> from, <laughs> from memory, I don't know if Mars has opposed Saturn yet since it's been in Capricorn because what the ingress was, what, December 2017. Um, I'll, I'll think, take mine for you, Yeah, Cass. thank you because I remember, I think it would have been about June 2017 when Mars was last in Cancer. Yeah, it's highly unlikely that, yeah, this will be the probably, yeah, it was, it was your spot on June, July 2017. So this will probably be the only time, dare I say, mm. that Mars will oppose um, Saturn in Capricorn. So this could also be a weekend where, you know, take a mental note of, you know, how you feel, what's going on, because this may give a little bit of a um, a precursor to next month's eclipses. Yes, that idea of triggering the Cancer Capricorn Axis cast, is that where you're going with that? I'm mm. going there. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 That whole sitting on the North Node followed up by, yeah. Mercury next week will be interesting to see what people are understanding about themselves from this because there's been so much focus on the south node, the release point, the Marie Kondo we've been talking about the whole time. So now it's actually a time to look at the other side of that. Yeah, I think the other side of it needs probably a bit more attention for mm. sure. For well, sure. I would take a I will take Mars and Cancer on the north node um, over Mars and Aquarius retrograde on the south node. <laughs> <laughs> the last yeah, that time, was you know, bad. Really. That was bad. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, again, as always, look to your cancer house as to where you can, you know, focus these energies and um, see what's going on for you there. I love oh, how sure. we're all doing the, the cancer dance around something <laughs> rather than actually going into it. <laughs> <laughs> totally true but um yeah it's definitely coming into that juicy mid-year period now so Mm. it's like you know shit's getting real (laughs) it's definitely uh definitely kind of it's happening so um 
Yeah. And, Brace and that yourselves. analogy, that analogy you used, Cass, about choosing what cuts of meat we put into said grinder. Mars is about choices, right? All the time Absolutely. for me. Like, so, you know, that uh, playoff with Saturn, it's, you know, like there's that kind of sun Jupiter at the start of the week. Yes, yes, yes. And then, you know, Mars Saturn might be, oh, maybe I need to kind of refine some of those choices or, you know, potentially kind of renege on some things or renegotiate as well. Um, mm. Because, yeah, I mean, that's a potential there too. Absolutely. Well, I think um, that's the reality check. Like the running into the wall of Saturn is I've mm. said, you know, I think that's part of the contrast of this week. At the start of the week, you think you can do it all. You can climb the mountain. You've got everything you need. And at the end of the week, you realize that you weren't as prepared as you thought or you didn't get as much time. And you will be having to drop people a note and say, I'm really sorry. I said I would and now I can't. Um, yep. So there is going to be a lot of that, I think, towards the end of the week. Yeah, it's mm. like when you're climbing the mountain and you think you've reached the top and you get there and you realise the peak's like another 200 metres up and you're like, holy hell, really? You know, do I have to keep doing this? But you do. You just do. Mm. Yeah. And that's, um, you know, the Mars Saturn piece is just, you know, one foot in front of the other, just like mm-hmm. um, zoning out in a way when you're running yeah. a marathon, just sort of don't think about what your legs are doing, um, you know, think about other things. So, Yeah. Talking about zoning out, I think you had something as well, Kel, to talk about, didn't you? Yeah, the um, the aspect that I had my eye on, totally different vibe, um, Jupiter square Neptune, which is happening uh, Sunday the 16th in Canada and the States, which might actually be Monday the 17th for you guys in Australia. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah. So this is kind of like the biggest outer planet aspect or pairing for 2019. This is actually the second, I believe, um, square between Jupiter and Neptune. We had one um, back in January and we're going to have another one, uh, I think, in September. So it's a little bit more subtle. It's not an in-your-face kind of aspect, but it is maybe an in-your-soul kind of vibe because Jupiter and Sag, square Neptune in Pisces, you know, both of these planets have a lot to do with our imagination and to do with that idea of craving inspiration, craving that feeling of like being a little bit fulfilled. Um, So looking for a bit more meaning or purpose. And I think the square between Jupiter and Sag and Neptune in Pisces, this probably speaks a little bit to the idea of a disappointment, something not quite measuring up to your expectations, not like, oh my God, devastating, you know, type of thing, but more, this wasn't what I expected and how might I go about things differently to get closer to what it is that you're actually after. Uh, So a lot there around imagination, inspiration, a little bit of tension between something that's like purely a felt or intuitive thing versus something that you've kind of believed to be true. And it's sort of grappling with some of those nuances, if you like, around perspective and around point of view. So it's going to be very conceptual, very big picture as we get into the weekend. Mm. And I think the moon's in Sag at the same time, isn't it? So that's kind of highlighting that Jupiterian energy as well, that big let's find the truth of this, let's see what's happening. Um, And then Neptune's like, 
tugging on the strings going, yeah, but, but what are you feeling? What's going on inside? Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Having the moon there is definitely going to make it seem bigger and more expansive. Um, which, you know, it already is so big and expansive. So it's just, uh, a lot of that visioning, I guess. Mm. Listening to both sides of it as well. Yeah. Have you had any thoughts on this one, Cass? Yeah, I have. Um, you know, I sort of um, always can't, you know, the square aspect sort of makes me, it prompts me to think what, um, you know, what you believe to be true versus what somebody else's fantasy or ideal or vision is and maybe that there is potentially um, a misalignment or a conflict there. Um, but I don't think it's kind of uh, terminal in any way. You know, it's both sort of Jupiter-ruled um, stuff here. So, but, yeah, it's just kind of like, you know, beliefs, ideals, opinions, um and that type of thing. Um, so probably a little bit more of a background influence, you know, in the thick of everything else um, that's going on. But definitely this sort of, um, you know, maybe some more conceptual shifts about meaning, purpose, vision, direction in amongst the minute or the other stuff that's kind of, well, not that it's minute, but more the practical realities of um what's going on we've got the sun jupiter mars saturn the kind of you know more real stuff and then this stuff playing in the background it's like well you know what's the meaning and the purpose of you know all this hard work and what am i doing it for and where am i going with it all it might kind of prompt some more of those existential questions around uh the whole uh, mars saturn cancer capricorn stuff that's going on right now yeah, for sure. Just taking it up to that kind of bigger level. I think it can also help with some of the context of, of you know, the daily sort of juggle struggle that could be a little yeah. bit intense with that Mars Saturn. Mm, you know, uh, it's just, you know, that little bit of realigning your vision, your purpose, you know, what's the meaning of it all? And if I'm, you know, working like a dog Monday to Friday, living for the weekend but barely getting by, is that really what you want to be doing, you know? And that might kind of cause some tension around your choices and what you really want versus where you're at. And maybe just kind of like shifting the dial a little bit to align with with what, you know, I've just watched the Pokemon movie with my son, so what you what you feel in your jellies, as they said in that, it was just Oh, so my funny. God, so But cute. it was like, yeah, you know, that kind of, you know, in your waters, like um, with the, the Neptune being the, uh, the big kahuna in this piece. So, yeah, aligning with all of that stuff too. For sure, for sure. So, yeah, that, I don't know, Lise, did you have any thoughts on this one to throw in? Um, not really beyond what you were saying, but by what I was saying earlier, I just think that it's tricky because it's, you've got the Jupiter vision with the Jupiter plans, the Jupiter ideals, and then you've got the Neptunian ones. So it's like trying to bring the two together and the Neptune ones are still really vague, but maybe it's the things that were coming up in March with all of that Mercury visiting over this Pisces place thinking about what was going on in March and, and what is that actually informing about at the moment? Um, 
to get clearer on that Neptune piece and understanding the potentials that you might be trying to connect to there. Um, I'm still trying to get my words out around this. I always find Neptune so big. So yeah, but it's, it's those places where there are no boundaries. And I just feel like it's, it's even, you know, Jupiter doesn't, it wants to expand anyway. So it's like the, the boundaries are totally being taken off. Like the skin of the balloon is just dissolving and letting all the goodness out. So in a way we do need to find containment. We do need to find a way to not totally dissolve. So our big juicy Jupiter plans disperse into nothing, if that makes sense. So Mm. that would be, but I I think it's interesting where we bookend this week with the energy of both. Um, So it'd be interesting to see what happens with this week. Yeah, a big part with Jupiter is integrating, isn't it? It's like bringing all these pieces together in a workable philosophy or a workable vision or a workable thing. Um, and, you know, the square aspect might be the invitation to do that. You know, how can I bring all these different um, ideals and visions and, you know, that like bigger stuff, the Neptune, the intangibles into something that's kind of a little bit more tangible um, and integrating that in some way. Yeah, that that disseminating um, mm. that I always put with Sagittarius as well, you know, how, how can we disseminate that in a way that others can understand? Because sometimes it is really hard to put words on what is beyond the veil, what is higher. You know, you, you can't yeah. put words on that stuff because it is without form. So mm. um, maybe this maybe the tension in this piece will actually allow us to to give some kind of verbalisation to it. Mm. For sure, for sure. So a bit of a mixed bag week really overall. Mm-hmm. True that. But good that we've got both areas being highlighted at once in a way. It's a bit of balance there in a way, hey. Yeah. Definitely. Saturn in the mix, so. Yeah, with, it's a week of oppositions, a week of finding balance. That sounds great. Perfect summary. <laughs> We're all vagued out. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like well, we've come to the end of the week. So yeah, uh, what's going on this week for you gals? What's happening, Cass? You back from... No, this yet. week and I am teaching for the San Diego Astrological Society, uh-huh. so getting my Mars Saturn on down <laughs> for them on the uh, Friday and Friday evening and the Saturday evening. So I believe they usually meet on the Saturday afternoon, but something with venue booking, so it's Saturday uh, evening. So we'll have a bit of a pre-dinner thing before that, which will be fun. Um, and then on the Sunday evening, under the um, Jupiter Neptune vibe, I'll be Jupiter Neptuning it across the Pacific back home. So. Oh, yay! Yay! I know. Get to cuddle my baby once again. So that will be amazing. So, yeah. Um, Sayonara, you, US, until next time. Yeah, you'll be saying some sad goodbyes, but excited to be coming home too. Yeah, for sure. Nice. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I'll be starting to teach my next online class, an intro to traditional astrology. So this course is really designed for people who already are familiar with astrology. So you might have already taken some classes, maybe in modern or different styles of astrology, and you're wanting to kind of understand what are these traditional ideas and concepts. So we're going to go through some of the core main concepts like sect, whole sign houses, planetary condition, just to give you an idea about how you might approach your chart from a traditional perspective. So you'll get a a fresh take on your chart. You may decide that you love it and you may decide it's great info, but you're happy with the way you go. But I do think it's always good to get informed about things. So it's a three-part class starting actually uh, Monday, June 10th. So we'll be running through to the end of the month. Um, What about you, Leish? What do you have coming up? So this, I'm that week I'm actually launching a new seven week course. It's not astrology, it's personal development, but this is all about trying to break those patterns, those hidden voices, those, um, hidden drives that, you know, sometimes you just find yourself doing something and no matter what you do, you continue doing it and you get really frustrated, frustrated with yourself. Well, this is about diving deep examining that, but also putting in place practical solutions to be able to let go of it all. So yeah, um, that will be starting at the beginning of July, but I will be opening up spaces for that. So pop along to my website to have a look. Fantastic. Cool. So, well, that is the astrology of that week. And, um, thanks everyone for listening. Please press subscribe if you liked what you hear, um, either on YouTube or on whatever beautiful sound you can sound app you can listen to us through. And feel free to share with your friends because you never know who might be getting some benefits from all the juicy stuff that we offer. So thanks again, everyone. Thanks, girls. Bye. Bye. See you later.